Yeah, usually. usually Make sure you hit you record. Know, usually, Murphy hits record, you know, and it's like. <laughs> a little metronome kick yeah. off. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to the Masculine Revolution, hosted by Jeremy Brown and myself, Murphy G. Uh, today we got a special guest with us, uh, Mr. Matt Rusk. He's going to be talking to uh, to us about mental health. Um, if you want to kind of just kick it off with just like, you know, your backstory and yeah, and kind of where you're coming from on this so people know. So, uh, 38 years old. Um, from from Georgia and uh, I started out my my adult life as an infantryman in the army. I did two tours in Iraq, pretty much back to back, '03 and '05, um, doing that. Got out of that and uh, worked for sheriff's office for 11 years. Uh, five of that in the jail setting, six of that undercover narcotics. When I left that, uh, became a firefighter. Um, and then I've been doing that since 2017 and that brings us to where we are today. Um, <laughs> right on. Thank you for your service. Thank you, man. Yeah. So, uh, I've seen a, a full spectrum of things in my short time as an adult. Um, uh, more, more than, more than a lot of people, you yeah. know, when it comes to t-shirts, I got a lot of them. So, <laughs> um, so it's been a, it's been a journey, uh, for me and my mental health is highs and lows and uh it's put me in a place where i feel like i'm equipped to share my experiences with that with not just the newer generation coming up in jobs like that but my peers and even guys older than me um you know who really haven't figured out a way to deal with the stresses of the job uh you know, for me, it's uh, it's it's personal because I mean, um, it can it can take your friends out, and you know you don't ever want to see that. You know, so yeah. I lost lost quite a few friends, and almost lost myself a couple times. So um, if I can come on at a, a podcast, and if five people listen to it, and it helps three, well then we're doing something. Absolutely. Know? So, um, so that brings us where we're at today. That's it. You know. Um, so one thing when it comes to men and mental health is there's this stigma and I'll come right out and say it. I think it's BS that men can't talk about mental health. Can't talk about it. We're men. We don't, you know, we just bury it deep and, and blah, blah, blah. I think that's another excuse, you know, um, why, why you'd want to make that excuse. That's, that's your own personal reason. But I think that's crap. Uh, maybe one, at one point in time it was like that. You know, you couldn't go to your buddies and be like, hey, Jeremy, man, can we talk? Can we sit down and have a beer? And just not right. You know, then I'd be like, man, what are you talking about? But I, I don't think that's – if that's true in your life, you got you got the wrong friends mm -hmm. for sure. You know, if you go to your friends and you reach out and you're like, man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling, Murph. And they're like, man, toughen up. <laughs> like, move on. Like, that ain't, that ain't the friend you need, you know, because, yeah. I mean, the shoe's on the other foot. Jeremy, or you come to me and say, "Hey, man, can we can we talk?" I'm, I'm kind of struggling in my life a little bit, and I deny you that. Maybe I say, "Hey, look, man, I'm not I'm not that guy. I, I don't know how to handle that. That's fine, but um, 
to, to just be like, hey, just, just toughen up. You know, that's, I don't think, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I don't think that's really that true anymore, you know. No, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think it really ever was. I think it's just the mentality of uh, men, generally speaking, mm-hmm. um, is we like the idea of being independent and self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And so right. if you're, if you're striving after that persona, the first thing that, you know, the first time you're like, Oh, I need some help. All of a sudden that's ripped from you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you're, you in your own mind think you're weak because of that. Right. And so I think it's all this, uh, <clears throat> this battle in our own heads of, what we're projecting to other folks, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so the fact that like, you know, I'm going to come to you and say, Hey, I'm struggling with, you know, this or that mentally puts you in a position to be like, Hey, I'm weak, vulnerable. Yeah. I'm vulnerable. I and can't so fix this thing myself. Exactly. And so then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute. So all, you know, it, it, it tugs at the ego, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it was ever, necessarily like as as humans like viewed as um like this awful thing but it was just this unspoken value with men just because of how we're wired where it's just like we don't even ask for help at home depot yeah (laughs) no no we're gonna walk around for 30 minutes looking and lost yeah yeah looking stupid yeah it's the same thing (laughs) yeah it's the same when you could just say hey man uh, hey where's the where's the you know yeah pipe wrench right you know yeah like Mm -hmm. hey murph where's the where's the closest guy that can help me with my mental health like it's right here man it's that easy you just gotta ask you know like yeah um maybe you don't find the right answer with the with the first person the second person you go to that's fine, you know, um, but the answers are out there. You don't have to carry that burden all by yourself all the time. To me, it takes being more of a man to admit I am not at my best right now for me, for my family, for my job, because I've got this other crap on my shoulders, right? So rather than just continue to be operating at this lower level, why not go fix it or at least get on that path? Nothing happens overnight. Mm -hmm. At least get on that path to fixing it. Yeah, and I think that from what I've experienced and what I've seen others experience as well, I think the tricky part of figuring that out is, is like, like anything in life, nothing, well, not nothing. Most things don't happen like mm-hmm. in a snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like, I'm good. I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, you know, depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, usually it it's a slow decline. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing and analyzing where you're at Mm-hmm. on a consistent basis is not normal. Right. Like people don't think through each day typically and go, Oh, let me analyze where my mental health is. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden they're just like, man, I just feel always down. But, and this is something that 
like when they're realizing it, mm-hmm. they already have been in that state for a while. Right. You know, and so then it's like, you know, they've missed all the red flags, you know, just not out of it, like. They either missed them or they, they ignored them, buried yeah, them. Yeah, right. Pushed them aside. N- not because if they're doing anything wrong or they're all awful people or anything like that. It's just. I don't got time for this right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just normal. It's not like, a problem. It's not a big problem right now. That pebble in your shoe is not a big problem <clears throat> the first 10 steps. 10 miles down the road, that pebble in your shoe going to take you out. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Um, That's it. You, the longer you go with it, the worse it's going to get. It's like any like trauma, whatever kind of trauma that is. It's all Just lump it all into one group. It's like any other wound, right? If you ignore it and you don't take care of it, what's going to happen? Your arm's going to then fall off, right? right? But if you get on that path of recognizing, okay, what I just experienced is probably caused some type of wound. Mm-hmm. I got to immediately start remedying that in some way, shape, or form, right? You can't, you don't wait just three days to go get stitches on something, right? That doesn't make any sense. Why Why not go right now? Start taking steps, whether that's picking up that phone and being like, hey, man, um, hey, chaplain, hey, Clint, hey, whoever, um, hey, boss, whatever, hey, wife, um, let's talk. Let's, let's, let's debrief this. Let's hash this out. And, uh, you know, we see that a lot in, in the – we have a great chaplain at the fire department when, when there's bad calls. He immediately goes out to those stations who work that call, and they debrief, debrief it. You know, and we always know. Hey, we can we can call on. Shout out to Frank. Call call on Frank um, whenever we need him. You know, he's a super valuable resource, and you don't have to tell everybody you called Frank or whatever. Sat down with him, but um, but yeah, when when you experience even those little micro traumas, whether it's I saw a bad car accident or girlfriend broke up with me or or whatever it is that you're experiencing um you, you've got to get on that path to recovery immediately you can't just let that thing fester and build up because that pebble in that shoe is going to take you out for sure mm-hmm. for sure i think one of the reasons though why that why we you know deal with the pebble in the shoe is the devil is good at situating your perspective and your mindset into a mm-hmm. place of isolation. Mm-hmm. No one, no one's going to understand. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't even understand what it is that's going on. So how could I, you know, see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, really that's, that's, a, those are thoughts of separation. Sure. No one cares. Right. Those yeah. are thoughts of like isolation, yeah. which is going to push you into right. that, that spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, definitely, definitely got to talk to somebody, even if you don't understand exactly what it is, you know what right. I mean? Cause sometimes Sometimes God's just working on you. Yeah. And you don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those those emotions can range from what that feels like when God's stretching and pulling on you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 100%. And that's like my experience is, is like that what you're talking about, that that feeling of like I'm the only one going through this. Yeah. <laughs> my personal experience with that is, is if you've got a solid group of guys or women around you, if you're a woman, you know, and – you start sharing 
all of a sudden people start sharing back and they're sharing the same struggle. And then all of a sudden this light switch flips in your head where you're like, I'm not the only one dealing with this. You know, like I thought I was like, I'm the only one dealing with this situation. So how is anybody else going to understand? And then you start talking and you're like, Oh, well they feel the same way, you know? And, and obviously there's different levels. Like, like you just mentioned, Matt, where like, you know, if, if you're at war and you're experiencing war, war is awful, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to see some nasty stuff, you know, but then in normal, like, you know, American life, like just the stresses of work, managing finances, relationships, relationships, all these things, you know, it's, it's all relative and it pulls at your brain. And so then you start having conversations and it's like, Oh, you know, these people are in the exact same situation. Maybe, Maybe not at the same time. Right. right. Maybe Jeremy went through this five years ago. Exactly. Um, maybe he's going through it right now too, or or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's you're right with the you feel alone and or nobody cares. Nobody cares. They're yeah. all busy. Everyone's busy. Of course we are. You know. Um, you might not even know you have the good type of friend <clears throat> if you don't ever right put that out there. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. somebody might be willing to listen, but in your head you're like. I don't want to talk about this with nobody because you're kind of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I said, you might not understand exactly what it is you're feeling. You just might not feel yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's like, that's what I mean is like, but when, when you like get intimidated by those feelings and you no longer like want to share with nobody, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a sign of isolation, which is going in the opposite direction. Absolutely. That's why I think communication is, is key. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause you can, we can totally misunderstand each other all off of non-communication. Correct. You know what I mean? Or I could project like, oh, Matt's not really that good of a guy. But mm-hmm. in reality, I never gave you that chance. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I just I think it's definitely key to to be in communication about your feelings for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. With yeah. somebody. Yeah, you and know? you don't you don't have to, you know, sit there and and, and hug the pillow and, right, and, yeah. and, and be all warm and fuzzy, right? Yeah. But um you know, reaching out and having conversations comes in many forms, you know. Um, you know sometimes for me, that's, you know, putting on a rucksack and, and grabbing a buddy and, and going for three miles. You might not even talk about anything mental health related. Right. But you, you're getting out there and you're moving and, and um, accomplishing and accomplishing and um, you're taking steps in a direction positive steps in a direction almost literal steps in a direction um for me three things i've identified when it comes to mental health um in in my life and i think it applies to everyone are your physical health staying in shape going to the gym doing something staying active your mental health and your spiritual health and all three of those things within your body are all tied together. They all affect one another. So if one starts lacking, okay, I start sitting on the couch. I quit going to the gym. I quit going for runs. I quit doing whatever. I've lost that outlet to release some of that negative energy, some of that bad stuff. So then my mental health suffers. And a byproduct of going out and going for a walk or going to the gym is for me at least is that connection with with nature and and it builds your being out in the sun it builds your spiritual health too 
So if you stop doing that, well, that's going to suffer too. And you got to have a balance of all three. It's like a stool. And if one of them legs is wobbly, it's going to be a crappy stool, right? Yep. So for me, it's it's those three legs of the stool that you have to maintain and have a, a plan to maintain all three of those things where I'm going to maintain my spiritual health through coming to foundation and, and going for walks and I'm going to maintain my mental health by talking and reaching out to my friends and, and going to the gym. And when I build up my, my body and, and push myself physically, my mental health improves as well and my spiritual health. So it's important to maintain that homeostasis in your body because if one thing is lacking, it's all going to suffer. It's a ripple effect that goes out from there. You know, if you start eating and drinking alcohol and doing all that stuff or taking drugs, well, it's going to affect your body, but it's also going to affect your mind um, and quick. Um, so it's all tied together. So recognizing that um, you can't just focus all your efforts on, well, I'm just going to go to church. Okay, that's a, that's a great step. What are you doing for your physical health? You know, so when I encounter somebody who's struggling in an area with their mental health, you almost want to take a step back and say, okay, what does your daily routine look like? Um, what are you eating? What are you doing to exercise? When's the last time you got outside? You know, um, are you <clears throat> getting enough sleep? Sleep for me is one of the biggest factors when it comes to my how the rest of my day is going to go, even week. If I have a crappy night at work and I'm up all night, it takes me a while to recover. I'm angrier, you know, I'm grumpy. I can't go without sleep. I recognized that a long time ago. I got to get sleep. So you got to look at someone. Uh, you come to me, man, hey, Matt, I'm really struggling right now. Like, okay, well, when's the last time you, you know, ate good? When's the last time you exercised good? When's the last time you did anything for your physical health or your spiritual health to benefit your mental health and i bet you the answer will be it's been a minute you know so um that's that's huge yeah uh you know we've been talking about this like non-stop um and it's uh it's tempting like for me with the competitive mindset and the desire to like excel, you know, and whatever I put my hand to where I can, I personally can lean to like, okay, I'm getting into working out or whatever it may be. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, like I, the pendulum swings and I'm over here, like doing a bunch mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so you do have to, like, I have to check myself and say, hey, there's, like you just said, there's a balance sure. to all this. You know, so, like, you know, it, it's massively, massively part, a big piece of the pie. In my mind, um, you got your physical, mental, and spiritual. The physical is the elementary side mm -hmm. of the piece of the pie because at the end of the day, you can do, you can eat better or eat less and work out and you're going to have a direct result mm -hmm. where the mental side of things gets a little bit more complicated where you can still do, do some stuff 
uh, you know, reading and or or meditation or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. <clears throat> and if and if you're not focused on like an end goal as far as like balance, you know, then it might take longer to see a result sure. from it, right? Um, and then the spiritual is like the deep end because it we're complex, and so it it uh, to connect all those dots of those three elements of life, like it takes time, and it also takes ex- it it requires experience, and you have to go through failure and trial and error and all these things to figure out what works. Like a g- great example is like what you just said, like. Hey, for me, it, I got to get my sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it probably took you into your adult years to actually go, man, I'm not sleeping enough. Mm-hmm. And when I don't sleep enough, this is what how it affects my attitude. Right. You know, but you lived X amount of years of. Staying up to one in the morning yeah, for just, no reason. You know, drinking monsters and just like, whoa, this right. is what I do. Or and working then, terrible shifts. Working yeah. a job where yeah. it's a rotating 12-hour <laughs> shift and they're. You know, the law enforcement schedule is, is rough, man. And so putting your body under that stress and then going, oh, recognizing this isn't healthy, you know. Um, yeah. It's not normal, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so it's like a first step in the in the uh, process of it's not that, like, physical exercise is going to fix the problem. Sure. Like you said, it's all connected. But it is – the first step that you can take to get your bodies and body in check. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing that I've learned here extremely recently where it's like, man, our bodies are like ever changing and the hormones involved and all this kind of stuff. And there's these ebbs and flows. Like you can be on this high of where your body's getting after it, you know, and then it can just, you can just, you know, be doing all the right things, but you feel mm-hmm. crummy and you're like, what the heck? Like I'm, I'm, eating right i'm sleeping good i'm i'm exercising i still feel like crap today you know it's 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 because there's so many different factors uh that play into it and so you got to trial and error it for yourself because obviously there's some generalities that all human beings fit into but not everybody like but there's complexities where i can do something and it it'll affect merv or you matt negatively mm-hmm. you know but it helps me sure you know and so you got to figure that out for yeah. yourself and that that outdoor piece is enormous yeah uh because and i think it's it it really taps into the the human mind when you're outdoors and and you're looking around whether you're consciously thinking this or not your your body and mind is realizing that you're a part of something bigger than yourself right you know so we 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 recently went on a vacation out to utah hit some national parks it was awesome and and i we did a bunch of hiking climbed up to the top of this one mountain and was like looking around and you could see like these rain clouds coming like you know just vast as far as you can see openness like animals running around you know Something and, out of a movie. Yeah, and and the thought goes through my mind is, is like whether I'm here or not, this is taking place. Mm-hmm. Like that rain cloud is coming, and it's going to rain down on mm-hmm. this plant life. Whether I'm here or not, I'm just getting to experience it in the moment right now. But if I'm back at home in Georgia, this is still happening. Right. You know, and so it's like, man, this is like a massive orchestrated 
living chaos system, you yeah. know, that whether I'm here or not here, it's still happening. Right. You know, and so I get to choose to be a part of it or, you know, not, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and so, but that helps open the mind to, okay, like, this is not so microscopic, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, where you can go down the road of isolation and like, this is, I'm the only person that's dealing with this. Yeah. Like, no, like this is, you know, another thing that stands out in my mind when COVID first hit, you know, and everybody's freaking out. We went down to the uh, lake and spent the weekend there. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting down on the dock, you know, at one morning, sun was coming up and, you know, just life starts, birds start chirping fish start jumping you know mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking around going none of this right here even knows covid exists no yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like that fish right there just ate a bug and could care less right that what, what we think is important in our life yeah to the universe ain't nothing yeah and it just yeah. ke- it just keeps going yeah you know what i mean like it just keeps right operating as it always has the world keeps turning yeah for thousands and thousands of years in the meantime like you know everybody's running around like what is happening you know and it's like take a step back detach and look like right is this this big of a deal yeah like sometimes i have to remind myself and sometimes i come off as almost uh like laissez-faire attitude towards problems that come in my life because one way or another there's going to be an outcome to this problem. It's how I react to it. This problem that just came into my life. I can freak out or I could just sit back and see what happens. Now, that's not to say when the train's coming at you, you don't step off the tracks. Uh, You don't just let bad things happen to you. But how you react to that train coming down the tracks at you, it's up to you, Mm -hmm. you know. Whatever that problem in your life is. Um, and sometimes, you know, when learning how to just say, you know what, God, I'm going to put this one in your hands. And doing that early and often when problems arise. Let me just let me see what you got for me, God. And uh, this is going to work out one way or another. But you already know how it's going to work out, so I trust you. And so you look like you don't care. Like, man, why aren't you freaking out right now? Why? Why freak out? It's going to happen. Like you said, the universe is happening around you. You just got to react to it. How you react to it, that's that's 100% on you. Yeah. There are no good days or bad days. They're just days. It's just how you react to those days, right? You can sit there and wring your hands and freak out and do whatever. Is that is that useful towards solving that problem that just stepped foot in your life? Um, you know, and sometimes it is as easy as stepping off them train tracks. That's a big problem coming my way. All you got to do is take two steps to the left. You know, <laughs> if you don't, it's a bad day. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's sometimes it's that easy. Just taking a step back. Yeah, which is easier said than done when you're literally like in a place of depression. You know, for a fact. Because you want that train to hit you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the best way I've heard it put is like, you know, like, hey, let's say there's this water line, you know, and normal, healthy, mental uh, life goes 
above the water and and sees the sunshine and and experiences all that and then sometimes it dips below the water line and then it comes back up and mm-hmm. you know and that's normal healthy like you know we're not going to sit there and be just perfection in like i'm going to look for the positive in everything that, that happens to me like sometimes something just sucks yeah sometimes it sucks you know and so <laughs> it's just like man like okay you know what well, you know i don't understand it you know but so you dip below the water line but when you get into that depression mode all of a sudden that wavelength stops going above the water line it's high Mm-hmm. you know and it stays right there and then all of a sudden if you continue in it you're constantly under the water you yeah know? so then you're just like that's all you can see mm-hmm. and so us sitting here in a more healthy state of mind and saying hey you got to detach and take a step back like when somebody's in that in the moment they don't you like oh, well, how do i do that like i'm below the water like i don't see any sunlight right you know yeah i'm drowning right now yeah yeah I think yeah. you're telling me, he's like, well, just wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> I think a big part of that, though, is um, it's our culture, right? And we uh, we find identity in things that we do, right? And so um, we've gotten in our heads that we're never supposed to feel bad, which I think that's BS. I, 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 like, Absolutely. What good is sugar if all you've ever had is sweet? Mm-hmm. So it's like life is the range of things that that is normal. Mm-hmm. You know, we've bought into this American dream that we're supposed to feel good and never inconvenienced and never, never out of the way. My fingertips right now and like mental health and all that. It's 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 a broad stroke. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not right now. Yeah. Um, to me, it's like mentalities, mentalities. If, if you look at the world. And you think that everyone is out to get you? They are. It's a, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying, but <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a victim mentality, exactly. though, exactly. which is going to lead you to isolation thoughts and and put you in these spots like that. When you think everything is a, a slight against you, sure. If you go through life so offended by everything, and you you just think so like my thing is is like life is about a balance and. No matter what you do, we're if we're measuring up to Jesus, who who it is that we're supposed to measure up against, we don't we don't we don't measure up, right? So nobody, no no matter if you hit on the the physical a hundred percent and you're ripped, mm-hmm. but you got a crappy attitude and you're judgmental towards other people, you missed it, mm-hmm. and that's that's all of us. It doesn't sure. matter how you turn that scenario. You could be huge, mm-hmm. out of this world, you know, but mm-hmm. love people. And you missed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Got like that's what I'm saying. It's like what what we're shooting after is literally unattainable. Una- unachievable. Yeah. So why put your identity in these things? Yeah. And that's what happens, right? We put our identity like like for instance, uh, you know, a musician makes a big hit, right? Never makes another hit again and washes out, and then you see him and he's like, broke. Broke. And on the corner, why? Because his identity was in that music, sure. right? And so when our identity is not in Jesus and we don't see our worth through his eyes, we're always going to be in that spot. Yeah. Because, you're like, no matter if you, dude, you could hit your biggest deadlift today, yeah. right, and pull a muscle in your back, and you're never, done. Never you're lifted done, again. son, yeah. all them years yeah. is over with. Right. So that's what I'm saying is we can't put our identity in the things that we're, we're able to achieve with our hands sure. or speak with our mouth or anything, whatever your right. gift is in life, yeah, 
you're still missing it. So right. don't, don't, you know, we can't like, that's what I say. We like, you can't put your identity in those things mm-hmm. because you'll wind up empty. Mm-hmm. And then, then you'll put you in that isolation spot. Right. I was supposed to play in the big leagues. Yeah. I got hurt. Yeah. Right. I hate life now. Right. Why? Yeah. Baseball wasn't your, <laughs> Look, uh, that's what your, I'm saying. Well, right. I'm saying no matter what it was, NFL, anything like that, mm-hmm. how many people, you know, are like crazy good athletes sure. or crazy good at this or that. Still don't go nowhere. And it's like, at the end of the day, but that's what I'm saying, though, is your, your identity can't be in those things. No, you no. got to see value in yourself right? outside of all that. You right. know what I mean? You got to talk good to yourself outside of all that, whether yeah. you win or lose, you know? Yeah. And we're not gentle with ourselves enough. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think most men are their own biggest critic. You know Agreed. what I mean? And you're, you're in control of that little voice in your head. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and just like working out or anything else, it, it takes – takes the reps yeah you know talking it up you know that you you are not you know when i was a when i was in the army i was just in the army i didn't make it my identity you know um but when i became a cop i thought you know cops was going to be forever when um i got my gun and badge taken away as i was going through some mental health stuff and that's a hard that hits hard um they took what I thought was my identity, my gun and my badge. That's right. who I was, a part of who I was and what I was supposed to do in my life. And uh, I realized looking back now, being a cop was just a part of my life. It wasn't my identity. It's not who I am. I'm a person who likes to serve others, you know. Um, so I went and became a firefighter, you know, and I still get to serve others. Right. Or I come to church and I serve on the security and medical team and I still get to serve and protect others and do stuff like that um so my identity who matt is is i'm i'm a servant i'm a protector i'm not a cop it's just a way i was serving and protecting um it's just in my nature to go towards the service protection right you know helping others um but there's more than one way to do that but at the time when i was laying my gun and badge on the boss's desk that was ripping my identity out. Yeah. But so now I look at it as like I'm not Matt the firefighter. I'm just Matt the guy who gets to go out and and do the most good I, as I can. Yeah. Through this outlet that is firefighting, right? Right. Um, and I get to work with some amazing people. But if that adventure ends tomorrow, I can't look at it as my identity was taken or anything like that. I look at it as I did five good years doing some good. Right. And let's move on to the next thing. What do you got next for me? You know, because um, you don't know. I thought I was going to be a cop forever. You know, you, you yeah. think like, oh, this, when you start a job, in 11 years, you ain't going to be doing this no more. You'd be like, what? What happened? <laughs> Better yet, in 11 years, you ain't going to be a cop. You're going to be a firefighter. I'll be like, you're smoking crack. What are you talking about? You know, so you. I don't know what tomorrow has. Like right. you said, you pull your back out today and you're done. Um, you're getting you getting a car accident on the way home. I mean, so yeah. life is going to throw them them trains in on your tracks. Sometimes they hit you, right? Um, sometimes they don't because you took that step, you got out of the way. But identifying what my true identity and my true self is is not always tied to what I do for a paycheck, right? Um, yeah. That's just a way I get to make money sometimes, you know. For sure. Um, 
that's just how I put food on the table. Or sometimes it is part of what makes me me. Or you know, um, I mean that's the struggle right there, though. I mean, what, I mean, even for myself, I mean, I make music. You know what I mean? And like, I I grade for a living. I also pressure wash. It's like all these things are like I'd be lying if I had said it wasn't a part of who I am. Sure. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's this like what I'm. What I'm after is, is you got to go to the source of where those feelings are from. Exactly. Right? Because you can talk to people, but until you make it make sense in your own head, mm-hmm. you're going to be forever just talking to people. That's why people just continuously, continuously, continuously go to therapists and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, they're like itching the scratch, but it's like you haven't, you know, like you haven't gone to the source. What is the problem? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Correct. And then you got to identify why is it weighing on you like that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you when you're able to look at life that way and detach, like Jeremy's saying, when those situations arise and it's like where something is you feel like is pulling at your identity or like testing you in some sort of way, then you can come back and say, All right, well, let me remember, let me ground myself back to where I'm supposed to be at. You know what I mean? Cause life will I mean, dude, you get on online and it's like you're bombarded with what looks like everybody living their best life. Yeah. And so if you're already having these doubts of like, am I doing the right thing? And you pull up and Johnny's over here on a yacht and you're like, <laughs> what am I doing right yeah. now? You know what I mean? It's like, you see other guys your age. Yeah. Yeah. Way that's more what, successful that, that's what I mean. It's like, and so on top of the, the, the mental thing that you already did, you just went on here and now I'm, I'm about to make it worse. And these guys ain't doing that on purpose. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's like, I'm just saying that's the games. All this is in my head. Yeah. This whole conversation is going on in my head right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And right. and that's what I mean. It's like you kind of have to understand what it is that you're looking at and how you're seeing the world and check your perspective sometimes because yeah. – which is why you communicate with other men to make sure that your perspective is healthy. Sometimes you got to – just like we talked about earlier, you got to keep your eyes on your own mop. That's right. Don't worry about what Jeremy or Murph's doing or right. this guy on – Facebook's doing. I'm just gonna keep my head down and do what I'm doing. Exactly. And worry about what's in my lane, and not worry about this outside noise. Yeah, you know. So, so what do you say to the to the guy that you know is in that spot where they're like, uh, the, everything that we're talking about, they have the knowledge in their mind already, and and they they understand like exactly everything that we're kind of discussing, and they still find themselves in a struggle. I would say Frank Sinatra said it best. That's life. <laughs> that's, that's life. Right. I'm telling you, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like Yeah, you might do everything right bro, and still fail. That God is gonna be working on you and you like I said, like I don't think that we're meant to just go from glory to glory to glory to glory. Like I mean Jesus was tempted and went through times where he's like Lord, if this can pass for me, please let me do that. You don't think he was tempted in the like? It's like the devil is gonna pull at us, but that's what the journey is about. Yeah, but you at know the end what I mean. Of the day, am I still standing here? Like, hey, I didn't fix it today. You might not even win but today. I'm you could lose still, today yeah. and win tomorrow. I got my butt whooped today. That's what I'm but saying. I'm still standing here. I'm still standing. It's the here. fight. It's right. it's every day. You just got to keep grinding for yeah. it. You know what I, went, I mean? I went to jujitsu a few months ago with a buddy of mine and. uh I haven't, done jiu-jitsu a, I haven't done jujitsu in a long, long time. And everybody from the 14-year-old boy to the 50-year-old man in that gym whooped my butt. 
for two hours. I didn't, not even come close to winning. It was like a cat with a mouse the entire two hours. At the end of the day, I still standing there, and every yeah. time it was time to, they tap me out, and I'm right back, fist bump. Let's go, let's roll again. And uh, I didn't stand a chance. I mean, it was open mat. I was rolling with every belt in there. And uh, have you been was, back? Uh, no. Well, no. you should. <laughs> it was it was eye opening, but I didn't let it get discouraged because. Let's say I did keep going back. That that first day of me getting just pretzeled for two hours was still valuable, even though I feel like I didn't accomplish anything. And I was doing everything, quote, unquote, what I thought was right. But I was so far off because my journey hadn't even started yet. It was just the first step into learning something new. And you're going to take some lumps. And when you think you're there, Oh, I should be over this mountain. There's another peak, you know. Um, you're you may not be where you think you are in your life, and that's all right, you know. Um, people think you're supposed to be at certain points in your life at certain numbers, age marks. I'm 21. It's time to get married. I'm 25. Buy a house. 30. I'm in 10 years into my career. I'm 40. You know this and that. You're path is not your path it's not your path it's all different it's okay if i'm not where i think i should be at this point in my life because i look to my left and my right and i see guys more successful than me um and i'm still down here getting drugged get my butt whooped every day thinking why am i not there yet it's just not your time but you got to keep Pressing on through that rough time to see the bigger picture. Because you'll get to that peak eventually. Um, it may not be at 38 when you think you should be. But God's, you know, sometimes it's about giving it up to God. And be like, you know, you, you're going to get me there. You're going. There's doors that will open, but I, I got to step through them. You know, you can't just rest on your laurels and think God's going to do all the work. Let me put my feet up on the desk. He's got this. That's not how it works. Um, but just because you're not somewhere at a certain point in your life, and you would be like, "Why am I still struggling? I'm doing everything right." Don't don't let that discourage you, because you're just it's just another a day in your journey. You'll get there eventually. Just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Keep doing all those right things. Like yeah you. You did everything right. Good job. You're still failing. Keep going. You know? Yeah. Um, Maybe it's not even about failing, though. Maybe God just gives you things for a season. Yeah. You know? Right. Maybe it's not, It's you know, it's it's not a, about a, a loss, but maybe God said, I gave you that for a, a little while so that you can see this perspective so that when you move on to this or we'll move on to that, you, you remember this. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, everything, like, you know, it's like you could look at it and be like, you know, I was done being a cop or whatever, but it's like, no, that's experience that you learned. Yeah. Compassion. Right. Like moments that you had that you're going to carry with you forever. Right. That that makes who Matt is. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say it's like, you can't always look at everything as like a win loss type thing. We got, you know, it's like you're on a journey, you know what I'm saying? And so 
sometimes things God just gives you things for a season, and you got to be okay with that. We got to be able to let go. And yeah. That's I think that's a big part. Is right. you know, like you said, you you look around and other people are somewhere else. You know. Yeah. But then you got a question again, right? Where am I drawing my identity from at that point? Right. You know, right. like is this is this what God said I was gonna have at thirty? Did God say I was gonna have a yacht at thirty? Nah, that's what culture said I should have at thirty. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like that's that's what I mean. Is like you always got to come back to that. Yeah. Jesus got to be the filter. You sure. know what I'm saying for everything. That's gonna help, I think, a lot with the mental and all of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. Yeah, and I also think it's there's a lot of expectations rooted in perspective of mental health. Yeah. Because uh, meaning, um, we naturally gravitate toward having the desire to control. I think that's normal. Um, but really, the only thing that you have control over is your own attitude mm -hmm. everything else obviously you can take steps in directions that will put you in like successful positions if you're doing successful habits but there's no guarantee that it's going to be quote-unquote successful even if you do the successful habits mm -hmm. you know because there's so many different elements that are involved that's why you know you look at the 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 ceo that is ridiculously successful in a business and everybody aspires to be that person, but nobody, nobody stops to think how many businesses actually failed, you know? So we idolize this one person amongst thousands and millions of people that tried the exact same thing, but it didn't work out. But yet we want to be the one guy, yeah. you know, that did make it, yeah. you know? And so, point being is is that you even if you do all the right things and all the right steps it might not lead to success or where you think you or where be. you think that success is right. right and so recognizing that like look no matter what the only thing that i can control is my reaction right you know to whatever the circumstance may be and so if you begin practicing the mental side of I took all the right steps and it didn't I didn't end up where I wanted to be I'm still okay with that. Mm -hmm. That is like enormous. Right. It, it has been enormous for me, you yeah. know, with uh you know, you put all the parts and pieces like on a on a very elementary level like let's say well, I'm running a project and you put all the scheduling together, everything's aligned, everything's ready to go, equipment's running, people are showing up that are outside of the team that need to be there to help the team continue the mission. And then all of a sudden, you know, the tractor breaks down. And and so, you know, your initial reaction is, Ugh, why'd this have to break right now, you know? And then all of a sudden, Literally, a, a hydraulic hose is busted. There's hydraulic fuel, I mean, oil going everywhere. And then all of a sudden, a 30-minute downpour happens. Yeah. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah. You know? Like, and, and everything's aligned. Like, I've, I've made all this, you know, I've, I've, I've put all this in place. Like, and life happens. Yeah, why me? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why not you? 
Yeah. Like, why are you something special that, that that's not going to happen to Wait, tomorrow? weren't you just preparing for this moment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't you know? what you were prepping for? <laughs> yeah. And so, but we get hyper-focused on this expectation that we set. Like, nobody else is setting this. Yeah. We set the expectation. And then when it doesn't meet the expectation, it's like, you know, like, oh, what what in the world? Why you know? God. And, 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 but if you take a second to step back and be like, okay, like, like Murph was just saying, like, maybe, maybe God is allowing this so that it can actually benefit me more in the bigger picture. Like, yeah, maybe if everything would have worked, I would have, that particular project would have been a success and we got all our profit margin and, and everybody's high fiving and happy. Mm Mm-hmm. But what did I really learn that I can take to the next uh, job job or trial? You know, that's like when, okay, when it starts raining on the next job and the hydraulic hose busts and, and the last one, the last 10 were perfect, how am I going to react to the wet when that happens? But if, if you're constantly having to overcome obstacles and keep in a positive mindset and take a step back and detach, all of a sudden those little things that do happen aren't that big of a deal. You know, and so it's like, well, yeah, I mean, everything we deal with has the opportunity to break. Yeah. You know. Right. And so eventually it's going to, you know. And so it's like if you're not practicing it along the way, you know, the, the, the analogy that comes into my mind is like if you haven't worked out in three years, would you expect walking up into a gym and bench pressing 350? Not at all. Like. Why do we do that mentally with our mental state? Right. We do that same. We do that same thing. Like life circumstance happen. We haven't been working out. We haven't been exercising. Not mentally, not physically, but like spiritually. we haven't. We haven't been exercising those same principles mentally and spiritually. And then when it happens, we're like, "What in the world? Like, why can't I max out?" Well, you weren't ready, man. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't. You weren't. You weren't doing anything. To prepare yourself, you know, and so that's where for me, like this journey of like integrating like physical uh, exercising and physical challenges and into my lifestyle has been a tool not only to um, keep my body healthy and help balance the mental and spiritual factors like we've discussed. But it's also to put into practice every day a reminder of, you know, the alarm clock goes off and I'm no different than anybody else. What I want to do is hit that button, roll over and pull the blanket over my head and be like, man, this feels good. Yeah, no doubt, right. (laughs) Call out sick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I recognize that there's massive value in doing something that I don't want to do. And I know that doing something that I don't want to do is good for me when it, when it is good for me, that there's a massive value that that brings to my daily life. And you can't ride that roller coaster and say, Oh, well I did it for three weeks and now I'm going to take three weeks off. Like it doesn't work that way. It's a constant thing that you have to embrace that. Like, this is how it is. You are what you consistently do. Mm -hmm. Um, we tend to think we will rise to the occasion when, when in all actuality, if you haven't prepared, you're probably going to crap the bed. 
when the problem comes. If you haven't prepared, you're not going to rise to the occasion and find that superhuman strength or find that that will and that drive to accomplish to get through that problem. If you haven't prepared, you're probably going to fall flat on your butt if you ain't done enough to prepare for it. So when that mental illness starts creeping in or something bad happens and and you've done nothing to prepare yourself mentally for those problems that come in your life, don't expect just like you're not going to go in the gym and bench that 350 when someone says, it's on the line, you got to do this right now. You're not going to, it doesn't matter how, if you think, okay, well, I ain't lifted in three years, uh, but I'm going to go lift this 350. If you haven't been lifting those mental challenges for three years, you ain't going to lift that 350. Uh, that's it. You know? That's it. It's just like, it's just like, uh, which, you know, I don't want to get on the train of uh, rabbit trail, but like, it's just like the, the, the structure of, um, our education system right now where uh, it takes a massive amount of people and put them in a classroom setting and teaches them these theories uh, and these uh, idea uh, like ideology of how to implement whatever the skill set be. So like, let's use leadership for example. So you go, you get some kind of masters in leadership, you know, and it, there's value in the education about that. Right. But the educational system doesn't actually say, okay, like, go implement this. Let me give you an opportunity to implement this and see, like, mm -hmm. when you're dealing with people and you're leading people, like, it's not just a theory. It's a, it's not just a science. Like, it's super complicated. It, there's different people that respond to different leadership tactics and mm -hmm. strategies, and, and, and you got to fil filter it out. Like, there isn't this application process so it's just like you know i was listening to a podcast yesterday where it was talking about the same thing where it was like you know when when you let's say you're going to learn to play the guitar and you just are taught the theories and the and and the ideas of how to play the guitar but nobody ever hands you a guitar like you're not gonna know how to you're play not the guitar. You, you might you know yeah. the idea of how to play the sure. guitar but you don't know how to play the guitar right you know and so all of a sudden you see this like massive system like functioning with people like that's what it's doing like nobody's handing anybody a guitar yeah you know they're just talking about theories and stuff and so it plays to the it play my point to that is it plays into this mental health problem that we see around us where folks are like the 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 amount of information and knowledge that we have at our fingertips right now is is infinite it's unreal yeah that it, never in history has it as people but yet we're still we're in a state where mental health is the worst. Yes. Why? What it's all these ideas. Ignorance is bliss. That's yeah, why. It, it's all this <laughs> I, ideals and theories that are thrown out there, and you can read about it, you can study about it, but the the this, the the examples of people actually living it out are few and far between. Yeah. You know, and so people are like, well, I understand the theory and I understand the idea, but how do I actually apply it to like my family, like my wife and kids? Like, how do I apply like leadership to them? You know? Um, and we're not, we, you know, unless you hardcore search it out and plug into community, like you're not getting examples of that, you know? So then all of a sudden, you missed like the marks missed where these expectations of these ideas and theologies aren't working out in your life. And you're like, well, ah, 
you know, mm-hmm. the, and so again, it, we circle back to the, like these expectations aren't being met. And so then all of a sudden it's like, you're experiencing what you seem to think as nothing but failure when really you're just, you're had the opportunity to start applying. You're finally playing the guitar for real. You're yeah. going to sound terrible at first. Yes, exactly. Eric Clapton probably sound crappy at first. Exactly. His parents were probably like, man, I wish he'd stop. Yeah, and so it's like in embracing that process, like recognizing. So, like you brought up jujitsu, you know, it's a big passion of something that I do consistently every week. And the thing that I love about it so much is that obviously the human element is involved in it. And so you can learn all these techniques, and that's great. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. But then you start sparring. Yeah. And the person reacts just a tiny bit different it's a game of inches you know a tiny bit different tiny bit different than what it was when you were learning the technique when the person that you were training with with the technique was cooperating yeah with exactly how the technique's supposed to work well then you start sparring and it's like that person moves a particular way and the technique didn't didn't work and you're like well that technique didn't work you know and it's like this technique sucks yeah it's like no like that technique is for that specific moment in time to when that person is in that exact position sure so you got to focus on the principles of what that technique brings right and and the principles then allow you to like bob and weave with whatever is being thrown at you get good at the basics master the basics master the basics of life and it's just a stepping stone. It's just the first step, just getting those basics down pat towards a better life, towards better mental health. But you still got to get those lumps. You're still gonna. Yeah, it's 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 small incremental steps. Yeah. Consistent over time. Yeah. You know, it, there's a uh, there's a video I've watched on YouTube where this uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was a Military guy, very successful career, and ends up in a very high leadership role, training folks for difficult missions and all this kind of stuff. And he gives a speech at, um, I think, Texas and A&M. And, Make your bed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's <laughs> like, hey, you want to start with, you know, small incremental steps consistently. Yeah. And mentally give yourself some wins, you know. And so he says, start with making your bed. Right. You know, and and does it make sense? Like at the end of the day, I'm gonna crawl back into this bed and mess it back up. So logically speaking, does it make sense to make your bed? And he's like, no, it doesn't. But it's a small task that you get up and you complete. Yeah. And you get to walk away from your house that morning and you look at your bed and it looks good. Right. Come back to a nice, nice put together bed. Right. Right. Yep. And and it's yep. not about it's not about bed the bed. No. It's about the small incremental step. You got out of bed first. You mm-hmm. got to get out of bed to make it. You got to get up and you got to start moving. It's easy to stay in that bed mm-hmm. and not do anything the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Consistency. You are what you do consistently. Yeah. You know, I, I read this thing years ago and it has stuck with me. And it, it I mean, like, it's pretty much, I, I mean, I see it every day. Murph's got it on his wrist right now is an equation fi divided by t multiplied by g equals um 
And it's focused intensity divided by time multiplied by God equals unstoppable momentum. Mm-hmm. And so God gets, God, the beautiful thing about it is, is he's already done the heavy lifting. Jesus, Jesus solved the problem. Fought the battle. Right. But he gets involved with us as far as humanity when we get focused over time. And then he multiplies it, and it equals unstoppable momentum. But it takes our initiative to get to work and do that consistently regardless of the circumstances over time. And then it produces a yield, right? And so... You know, it's just like, you know, I forget the statistics. I've read them, but it's like, you know, how many folks can pick one habit that's like a positive habit and do it for an entire year? It's pretty, it's it's a small yeah, percentage. Small, yeah. You know, if how many folks can pick a healthy habit and do it for one week? Right. A lot. I've challenged myself for the month of August to ruck 100 miles, which pretty much equates to three miles a day every day. But I go to work every third day, and I don't normally ruck and work. So <laughs> I got to do six on Sundays. It, and I'm, uh, we are getting towards the end of the month, and I got about 30-some miles left. So it's it's hard. It is hard. Yes. Yeah. Every day for just one month out of every month I've been on this earth, I'm going to try this. And it's, yeah, and you just broke it down where it's just like, okay, well, two days – I got to do three three miles and then skip a day and then make it up on I gotta do six. six. And right. then and if back I miss back. a day at home, well, now I got to do nine. <laughs> I had to do nine yesterday. But which what is the world? But, but which is harder? You know, uh, six in one day or 36. 36 <laughs> in a day because you're at the end of your goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So incrementally. Yeah. It it's, takes me 45 minutes to go do a quick three. Yeah, I mean, but I guess it's freeze been, that up quick. <laughs> I guess it's been about a year and a half or so. We did the four by four by forty eight. Right? Yeah, and so it in your mind, it's like, hey, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do forty eight miles in two days, like that seems enormous. Right. You're just like, man, that is a that is a lot of miles. You each ran forty eight miles yeah. yourselves individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was good stuff. I walked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honestly. You completed it, though. Yeah. I but did it. Walking's hard, too. Walk. That's all rucking is, is walking. Yeah. And I got less than that to go, and I'm still dreading it. But point being is, is the way that it's broke down is, is four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. So if you break that down incrementally, it's a more doable thing. Right. And it's not easy, mm-hmm. but, like, you can you can take little bites at it, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's uh, it's all about breaking it down. Yeah. You know, breaking right. it down incrementally, you right. know, small steps, small wins. Um and I think that's the biggest piece with mental health is when you look if you're underwater and you look at oh I need to get above the water and climb the mountain. Yeah. It looks enormous and yeah. you're like I can't do that. Right. I I can't do it. Like I don't have the skill set. Well, it's like, well, first thing, get up when your alarm goes off. Second thing, make your bed. You know, give yourself a win. And now you're like, hey, I took a small, simple task and completed it mm-hmm. and did it well. Now let's do that same thing with the next item on the list for yeah, your day. I got dogs and 
cats and kids that depend on me. So I got to get up and feed them. Mm-hmm. If you got nothing else in your life, you got no kids, nothing going on, blah, 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 go get a dog. It'll make you get up. You know, it says all oh, people who own dogs or pets live longer because they have, for that first minute of their day, a purpose, mm-hmm. whatever, a companion. Um, it goes hand in hand with that making the bed. Uh, I can't just lay here all day. The dog's got to get let out. I got to get up. I got to I gotta feed my kids. I got to get them off to school. It ain't about you. It's not always about you. Yep. You, uh, you know, in my life, uh, I can't just stay in bed all day. I got people that depend on me, you know, um, whether that's at work or home or, or whatever. So it's not just about you. I can't just sit in bed and cry all day. So time to get up and make the bed, you know. Um, I fully believe we're meant to be com- connected mm-hmm. with with other people. I yeah. mean, regardless if you got kids or not, I, we're meant to be in community, you know, you know, my debate is whether or not we should be connected to like a hundred thousand people like we are on social media. I don't know if that's healthy, but we're definitely supposed to be connected and be community with, with, you know, agree, you know, definitely. I mean, the thing that's like, you know, you're talking about like, uh, lifting, you know, go, would you go in there and lift 350, right? Or what, whatever. Would you go in there and lift 350 without somebody spotting you? No, exactly. <laughs> not a chance. So you're not even going to, you're not even going to attempt to pick that weight up without somebody there Having just in back. case. So what makes you think you're going to do that with your mental stuff or anything with, with the things that life throws at you in general? Yeah. That's that's 350 all day. Right. And you're going to sit there and try to, I mean, like to the point of where like people won't even pray about it. Yeah. So not only are you not talking to other people, you're not even talking to God about it. You know what I mean? So it's like, to me, it's like, it, it always comes back to, you know, there's a, there's a, you have a duty to understand what, what, what it is or try to understand, but you also have a duty to communicate with other people. Because whether you know it or not, there's people around you that love you and that care about you, you know what I'm saying? And so when you do yourself the disservice of isolating and not, not being in community, you're hurting other people in, whether you know it or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... uh you know, you, you touched on this a little bit ago. Uh, therapy. Uh, I don't know y'all's thoughts on therapy. If you, if you, if you have either of you ever been to a therapist, a professional therapist? No, not a professional. No, one. I you, have. You yeah. have? Yeah. Was it valuable? Yeah. Yeah. So sure. for me, it was finding the right therapist. You know, I went to three or four. Didn't like them. Some of one just showed medicine at me. I, I don't do medicine. Yeah. I don't. yeah. The strongest thing I take is an ibuprofen. Yeah. Because um, I think for every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. So this medicine that makes me feel good, well, what's it doing on the backside? Right. You know, so I uh, found a therapist and I said, okay, teach me ways to cope with PTSD. Teach me ways to cope with depression. Teach me ways to cope with anger and, and all of that stuff. Don't. I'm not going to take medicine. She's like, all right, let's get started. I was like, you bet. Let's go. Yeah. And she did. And I went religiously. I could walk from my house to that therapist, too. That was super convenient. So she taught me ways to to cope. And uh, and she told me, first of all, you need to get out of law enforcement. I thought, you're crazy. That's my identity. 
it's just like no you've been around been carrying a gun your whole life you know your whole adult life it's time to hang it up it's not healthy for you at this point anymore I'm like nah i'm not listening to that you don't know what you're talking about and then when i got my gun and badge taken away <laughs> i was like oh okay well that solved that problem for me um so i i got the job at the fire department i called her and i'm like hey doc uh, i got a new job i'm not a cop anymore she's like that is wonderful news all right what are you doing now and i'm like i'm a firefighter she's like yeah i'll sign you up for a new appointment uh, yeah. yeah i mean <laughs> dang it man bring on the trauma yeah exactly <laughs> pile it on me yeah. um it was it was beneficial to me and then i realized i got to a point where i was just going in there and we were just talking about our day and i'm like that yeah I don't think I need you anymore. I mean, let me just, as a disclaimer here, I am not a healthcare professional. Me either. I think you should definitely go to a therapist yeah. if you haven't. Let me just put that out there. I, yeah. yeah. Find the so right I, I fully believe in it. Not 100%. all doctors are created equal. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, definitely Take go medicine get. medicine if you need to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, professional help. I'm not trying to, you know, yeah. I don't want to like, yeah, we're you know not what I'm doctors. saying, steer, steer the wrong way. I'm just saying for my, I went to therapists and uh, I mean, my struggles in life have been has been drug addiction, mm -hmm. right? And so, with drug addiction, there's a lot of ups and downs, and there's a whole lot of things that go into that. Whether you know, depending on what what the chemical is you're taking or whatever, sure. you know. And so, you know, my thing was is they they said I was depressed off of questions, so I don't know. It's like yeah. to me that sounds like all right. That's a mind state then. Yeah, you're asking me where my perspective is in life. And that's your test to tell me if I'm depressed or not. So to me, it was like, okay, this is something, you know, this is something that I can work towards, right? Yeah. So it's like, to me, you know, chemical imbalance, I don't know. I don't know how much I buy into all that. I don't know either. As much as, uh, as I think that it it more stems from your pers your perspective. Sure. You know, and then also, too. Right. You've bought into this American culture that you're never supposed to be down or go through hard times or like even yeah. not feel yourself, you know? Yeah. And so I think it was a combination of like, you know, one, we don't practice community with other, with each other enough yeah. to feel that it's okay to talk, you know, and maybe, maybe it's because of the generations that before us were so hard nosed or whatever, but yeah. that's cool. You know, we like, but then you don't want to, the pendulum to swing too much to where everybody is just, you know, right. soft as cake. Right. And, you know, so it's like there's a balance there. You know what I mean? Just like you said, you don't want to be crying, holding a pillow. Yeah. Talk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, you know, to me, it's just like, man, so much of it that I see when I talk to other people is just like the whole like culture told me I was supposed to be so much farther than where I'm at. Sure. You know, and I think that's where like we we, we derive everything. Social media, we're we're such visual, yeah. You know, beings that it's it's everything shiny is what catches our attention, right. you know. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, one thing that's always stuck out to me, you know, I always try to keep in mind is you know, your your traumas and your problems may not be your fault, but they're your responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's not your fault. You were abused as a child. It's not your fault. You, you know, experience whatever it is, X, Y, Z. Now it's your responsibility. And you can go out and get help from other people, but it's your responsibility. That, that, that puppy showed up at your door. You got to raise it. 
whether that puppy is PTSD from war or whatever, whatever it is, is put that pack on and ride it. Let's go. Um, Just do something about it. People want to make excuses. Veterans, especially. I have noticed this in the veteran community. The VA don't care about us. Army don't care about me. They tossed us off to the side and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Maybe they did. All right. So now what are you going to do about it? Just be pissed off at the VA and not do something about it? I paid for my therapist. I could have gone to the VA. I was paying like $200 an hour to go to therapy. $200 an hour, I didn't have. Right. What was important to me was getting right for me, for my kids, for my family. And whether that was through the VA, okay, I tried that. It didn't work. Am I going to stop there and just be like, oh, man, VA don't care about us. So what are you going to do? just going to sit there? There's other therapists. Go. Um Quit making excuses because somebody else ain't solving my problem for me. Like we talked about earlier, I went to Jeremy and he told me, man, toughen up, man. You'll be all right. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to listen to you. Murph, let's go talk. Yeah. That didn't work. There's always another door, you know. Um, So people love to make excuses. They don't love to make changes. You know, people like, people hate the way things are and they hate change. You know, so that uh, always drove me crazy is the veteran community. We were so much more, and for years, ever since kind of my generation's war with Iraq and Afghanistan, veterans have been lumped into this. Like, every commercial you see is like wounded warrior project, suicide prevention, 22 push-ups a day. And you're like, damn, am I supposed to be a depressed suicidal flag? Because I feel like that's all y'all talk about. But if all you took from the army or the wherever service you were in was these traumas and not like at the very root of our beings, we are tough, driven, we're the 1% of 1% of the population who raise your hand and go and do that. You're, you're, completely throwing away 99% of what the military made you tough, honorable, not in all cases, but in most cases person. And you're just focusing on that. Well, I guess I'm just supposed to be a depressed, suicidal drunk for the rest of my life because that's what you see everywhere in media. And we're going to do 22. I don't, I don't do the 22 pushup challenges because I don't, I don't see a value in it. How is that? That was me doing 22 push-ups, stopping Murph from committing suicide, sitting at his house. I started rucking by myself for my own mental health, and then I, I got other veterans involved, and then other people with mental health issues involved. Like, wait, mental health issues and suicide and all that's not limited to just veteran community. Everybody has some degree. We're all a little crazy. Um, yeah. So if you want to come out and, and hurt yourself with me on a, on, a, on a walk, let's go. You know, it's all are welcome. And for them, three, four, five, six hours, you're going to you're gonna feel good and not be thinking about your problems and look to your left and right. And there's going to be people that are experiencing the same kinds of things as me. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm not going to do 22 push-ups sitting in my living room. What does that do? nothing i'm gonna call you up and say hey let's go for a walk and we're gonna talk and we're gonna you know commerce and and uh and actually do something meaningful not not just buying a shirt or 
doing those uh it's like virtue signaling kind of you know things that it, it, it looks good when you share it to your facebook page man hey man i'm doing 22 push-ups a day for veteran suicide okay tell me how that affects veteran suicide uh, raises yeah. aware raises awareness. raises awareness i hate that we're raising awareness oh i'm aware i'm aware <laughs> there's veteran suicide i'm very aware it's, right it's on every commercial for the last 20 years and, and whatever but let's uh stop the virtue signal in and i'm i'm helping you haven't done a thing get out call that veteran buddy of yours or even if it's civilian world call that friend of yours and just check on them and you know um be genuine and and uh open yourself up you'll find other people will open up as well if yep. you say hey man i've struggled with suicide man i've i've started up that trigger slack out once or twice in my life well, i'm still here so i've been there man like tell me about your tell me about your your day your bad day and they're like man you've had a bad day too man i thought you were like strongest people i ever met yeah, man, we all have bad days man i've been there but mm -hmm. you can you can dig your way out like the the parable of the the soldier that's in the hole and uh he's stuck in the hole and the sergeant walks by and He's like, he throws him a shovel. He's like, how is that going to help me? He's like, dig yourself out of the hole. Like, That's not helpful advice. And then the lieutenant comes by and he's like, toughen up or whatever. I forget exactly how the story goes. But the guy's like, well, how is that going to help me? Neither of these people that came by gave me anything valuable. But then the, the other veteran comes by and jumps in the hole with him. And he's like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, well, we're both stuck in the hole. And he goes, yeah, but I've been in this hole before. And I know how to get out. So, right on. you know, just just sitting there saying, hey, man, toughen up. Or, hey, man, here's the shovel. Or, hey, man, this. Like, you haven't done anything for me. Get You got to get down on people's level and be like, I've been there. I've been in your shoes. I'm going to get you out of it the way I got myself out of it. Yeah. That's it. Well, Matt, we, we appreciate you coming on. Um, obviously, this conversation just barely scratches the surface on sure. mental health. Yeah. Uh, but definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, you got any uh, closing thoughts um, or sum it up? You know, if you need help, get help. Whether it starts with starts with you, though. starts with opening that door and uh, taking those steps. Um, you, you own your problems, but you don't have to solve them by yourself, you know. Sure. So get, if you need help, get help. Yeah. Get help before you think you need it, too. You got any closing thoughts? No, that's it. You know, small incremental steps and community. Yeah. I would just say, uh, you know, be gentle with yourself. Uh, lean on other people. And, uh, you know, just uh, just know that life is a series of ups and downs. And so wherever you're at, it's only temporary. Um, as always, y'all can reach out to us at maskinrevolution at gmail.com or in person. Uh, until next time. Join the family. <laughs>